Easy. Hey, how you doing? Alexis and Simon had a baby. Yeah. I'm sorry? Joel, what did they have? Uh, a girl. Beta. Yeah, the the black lady with the Mexican. Yeah. Beta. Real men make boys first. Who made girls first? Nobody would admit it, huh? <laughs> oh, you made girls. Beta. <laughs> What's wrong, man? So what? Yeah. <laughs> Got to keep trying. It's supposed to happen the first time. <laughs> it's not a. So did you make a girl first or a boy? Oh, I'm sorry. Does he look like Tom Cruise? He does. Who? He's taller than Tom Cruise. He's taller than Tom. How do you know? Oh yeah. So what? He's only six feet tall and I'm six foot six. Oh, I didn't think you were that tall. <laughs> Twenty seconds. How tall are you? Twenty six seconds, eight. Jesse. What? Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you for being with me. You can get involved by going to our chat line or I'm taking calls. We're going to try it again. 800-411. No, no, no. 888. What's the number? 888-77-JESSE. J-E-S-S-E. 888-775-3773. So good morning to y'all. How are y'all? Amazing. This is an amazing time to be alive, right? This is so nice. So, so nice. Any question, because this is a fellowship, not a teaching thing, not regular church. Anybody but Raymond. Because he waved at me like Hitler. Yes, Raymond. I know. Made me nervous. Uh, good morning, Jesse. Good morning. Uh, as you uh, as you well aware, how people reaction to many of these uh, so-called statues and mon- uh, monuments, how uh, how they react uh, is um, as I see people react to them, it reminds me of a character of. I, we can't go phys- uh, political. I know, I'm not going to go political. Okay. I, I'll just end it with a question: Is there uh, what's Good is finding meanings or something that in which the means no longer exist. That is what I, uh, that is what I see. Uh, see how people react to these statues and monuments, a meaning that don't long longer exist. Can you interpret for him, Nick, uh, Chris? What did he say? Let Chris have a mic. 
uh, I think he's maybe saying that the statues are just statues. They, uh, they don't have any meaning. The statues don't have meaning. They do have meaning. I think that's what he's saying. I, I would disagree. With him? If he, if that's what he meant. Is that what you said? That's what, uh, what I mean. The statue may have meaning once, but not anymore. Why not? Because they represent uh, an area that no longer exists. Oh, yeah? So are you saying we should take them down? That uh, that reminds me of a character from a movie I saw, uh, saw a long time are ago. Are you saying that we should take them down? That character said... Are you saying that we should take them down? No. Oh, okay. That's uh, all I want to know. All I, uh, I just want to stay one, uh, one thing. I remind, uh, how people react reminds me of a character I saw in an old Tyrone Power movie, Captain from Castile. He said, when the time comes for idols to fall, they will fall by themselves. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody here for the first time? Oh, right here. Bring the mic here. Um... Right here first, yeah. What's your name? Kyle. Kyle, welcome, man. Thank you. Any questions about anything? No. How did you find us? Uh, through videos on YouTube, pretty much. Back in like 2000. Do you want to come and help him? It's green. It's green? Okay, speak into it then. So, probably about oh, during the election time, I kind of found a few videos of you on the street, basically, and then maybe about a year and a half ago. Something clicked in my head, and I kind of just went back and found your name and then started watching. I've been a daily watcher ever since, pretty much. And what was your first, and you can be honest, what was your first impression? I thought it, it was refreshing and hilarious at the same time. Isn't that funny? I'm funny, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't and then know it, why. From there, everything just kind of slowly, one thing after the next, just kind of fell into place, and it clicked in it. Like I just started seeing things a lot differently. Right on. Did you go and forgive your mother? I did that before I found you. You had gone to her already? We, yeah, we were in a car. We had a conversation. Basically, I told her that, you know, knowing now everything I didn't know, I would never listen to her. <laughs> I would have just kind of done my own thing and yeah. followed the path that was for me instead of trying to make people happy. And what did she say? Get out of my car. <laughs> <laughs> she was taken back. She was like, she didn't want to hear it. But I just looked at it. My answer to that was, it's the truth. Yeah. And she accepted it 100%. And ever since then, our relationship's just been a lot better. Yeah. And how about your father? Um, yeah. <laughs> I did that this year. I didn't know that I needed to until it all made sense. Right on. Mm -hmm. And so now, are you living on your own and doing your own thing? Yeah. How's it going? Excellent. Good, man. Are you married? Yeah, this is my wife right here. That's your wife? Yeah. Wow. You look too young to be married. <laughs> but that's nice. Yeah, thank you. Right on. So any questions for me? No. It's great to be here. Amazing. Any, what's your name? Your first name? Carla. So what was your impression when you first, when your husband said, look at this black man? <laughs> what did you think? I thought you were a comedian at first. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? But then I started watching you more and more, um, and 
I don't know, I just kind of fell in love with your truth and really how you talk to people. And um, you don't hear the truth from other people that often. So right. Isn't it terrible? It is very terrible. Um, but, no, I, I, I'm, in, I'm excited that he showed me your videos and I kept watching them. So <laughs> right kind of just grew. Did you go and forgive your mother? <sighs> <laughs> that means no. So I don't know what to forgive them for. So what? I don't know what to forgive her for. Oh, the, so they were perfect? Oh, yeah. They were perfect? I don't know what else. I mean, I can't find yes? one thing. Yes. So your mother was perfect? Okay, no. I'm not trying to convince She said, okay, no. No. <laughs> I'm not trying to convince you either way. I just, I'm looking for perfect parents, so. And so uh, you said she she wasn't or she was? No, she wasn't perfect. And what did she do that you didn't like? She was very angry, still is. Um, tried talking to her about it, but it seems like every time I do, she feels attacked, and it's always about her. Yeah. No matter what the situation is, it can be someone's birthday, but she'll try to make it her issue <laughs> her day yeah um but i just know that um yeah she's just very angry she's uh are you never satisfied give her for that um so i i'm not afraid i just don't know how to do it you should ask your husband yeah he told me how to do it multiple times <laughs> <laughs> and so did you believe him yeah so why do you do it um, I don't want to, I guess I just don't want to hurt my mom. How will you hurt her? She's already hurt. Yeah, I just have to Any person that has anger is hurt. Right. So how will you hurt her? I think she just needs to hear the truth, so I should do it soon. I'm sorry? I think she just needs to hear the truth, so I should just do it soon. Plus, if you don't forgive her, you're going to end up doing to your children what was done to you. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Do you yell at your husband now when he tries no. to correct you? You never yell at him? No, not after I was born again. Oh, okay. So go and forgive your mother so you can overcome her completely. And you're going to shake your boobs and she's going to, oh, what about me? Just say, hey, I don't care. I forgive you. And then she's going to cry, whatever, right? And if she start crying, that's fine. If she start yelling, that's fine. You just look at it like you're looking at a movie. Like, wow, this is a nice movie. And don't resent her. And then if she fall out and die, you know the rest, right? Find the insurance papers. <laughs> <laughs> they are in the drawer and they're sitting uh, the microwave. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. And how about your father? Did you forgive him? Um, my father and I have an amazing relationship. Right on. Uh, I believe that it was a, he raised me perfectly. That's amazing. So, yeah. And so he made no mistakes? He made no mistakes. Nothing I can think of. Why did he protect you from your mother? Honestly, he has never told my mother his issues. And he's very... Um, hardworking in a way where he doesn't let anything get to him. 
um, Amazing. no emotions, no, he just like sees what's in front of him and he just does what he I love that. Right on. Well, go and forgive your mother so you can be free. Okay. That way. Is your husband beta or alpha? Alpha. Has he always been alpha since no. you met him? No. <laughs> right on. Well, you guys are starting out the right way, so that's good. Thank you. So forgive your mother, though, so you can. Does she live near you? Yeah. Yeah, weird. Yeah. <laughs> Tell her she has to move. Oh, boy. We'll probably have to move. <laughs> yeah. Uh, t- you guys move and tell her she cannot move there. That's not going to happen yet. <laughs> no, I can't have her in there. <laughs> you can't have her move there? No. Good. Because yeah. you destroy your marriage. Yeah. All right. Right on. <laughs> Is this your first time? Yes. Oh, what's your name? Jacob. Oh, do you have any questions for me? No. Any disagreements? No. Okay. Jacob is my name. What is it? Jacob. Hey, Jacob. Uh, any question? No. How did you hear about us? Through him. Oh, really? That's amazing. So have you dealt with your mother? No, I haven't. This is uh, my first time here, like, doing uh, all this. So. I'm sorry? This is my first time here doing all this. So I haven't, like, forgave my mother or my father or any of that. And did he tell you to? The whole message is pretty new. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't tell him he needed to forgive no, his mother? I'm kind of letting that reveal to him. Oh, okay. Naturally. Yeah. So, do you are you living with your parents? Yeah, I am. Beta, how old are you? How old are you? I'm 27. Just moved in. Beta, like beta, beta, beta. You're 27 to live with your mama. Yeah, I just moved back in two years ago. I kind of had a crazy time in my life <clears throat> a couple years ago, and been rebuilding since then. So I've just been back. I've been lucky enough and fortunate. Where my parents let me back in through a tough time, so it's been there and focusing on rebuilding that's and moving forward. That's not fortunate. That's unfortunate. Because now that you're back, you're not going to grow in the way you've grown if you had kept going, going forward and through the tough times and the hard times. But you're comfortable now, so you're not going to grow. You got to get out of there. You smoke pot? Yes, I do. I can tell you smoke pot. <laughs> yeah. Why do you smoke pot? Uh, I don't know. Uh, just depends. It's mainly kind of like mellows me out. Uh, I kind of think a lot and stress on st- stupid shit. Let, or excuse my language, but wow. He says super ass in church. Millennial. It just kind of helps me out, I would say. Helps you really, out from what? Just, I don't know. It feels good. I would say it makes me laugh and joy. But why do you feel bad? I just let my emotions get control of me, I would say. You have emotions? Mm-hmm. You like a woman? No, I don't know. <laughs> do you have anger? Yes, I do. And what are you angry about? I don't know. It's kind of weird. I, it's, I guess i just too hard on myself. Not where I want to be exactly, you know, at 27. Where do you want to be? I just want to be at peace. Be at peace? That's amazing. And so you want to be at peace, so you're angry at yourself, and you have a lot of uh, stresses up, you say? Um, And you smoke pot to feel better. Yes. That's amazing. (laughs) What did your father say when you told him that? Uh, We don't really talk too much. We don't have the best relationship. You don't like him? No, I do like him because he's 
good or bad, you know, you learn from, like, you learn from the good, or you learn from the bad just as much as you do from the good. So why don't you talk to him? Talk to him about what? Like, how I'm feeling? or about, Yeah, about your stress and your anger and your smoking pot and all that. Because uh, he's a very, I would say, stressful, or, or he's... He also has his own. He grew up kind of in a bad area, I guess, to let that kind of control how he was brought up. So he's, you know, not a perfect father, but definitely a teacher, I would say, in some have sense. Have you talked to your mother about your stress? No, not really. And why not? I just don't think they would understand it as much as, I don't know, because everyone has their own stress and deals with their own stress and Is it ways normal and, to be stressed out as a man? Yes. That is normal? Well, not all the time, but stress does happen at some point. And so, so it's normal to be stressed sometimes? Yes. As a man? No. As what, then? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess as a woman, right? At beta? Or? Yeah. <laughs> Did your friend tell you that any male that has anger is a woman? Not as a woman, but just beta. Like uh, well, beta is woman. Yeah, okay, so then it's woman, then. Did you know you were a woman? I guess I didn't know I was a woman. <laughs> what is it like finding out this morning that you're a woman? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> Not many churches you can go to and they tell you you're a woman, right? No. <laughs> so what is it like finding that out this morning? The first thing the preacher tells you you're a woman. Uh, now you got to walk around in I shame. Get, no, I guess it's good. No, no, it's not walk around in shame. Walk around, it's good. Cause then do you, you have know. a joint on you? No, I do not. Oh, I was going to say, if you want to light it up right now to deal with it. <laughs> to deal with distress, you can. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. So if he had told you this before today, what would be your advice to him? Can he let him have a mic? Advice about what? He's stressed. He's on pot. He's uh, angry. And if he had told you about that, did you know about this already? Yeah. You Someone, yeah. And you didn't tell him what to do? I did. Why not? He uh, hates you. <laughs> <laughs> if he loved you, he would have told you. I told him basically his thoughts are, tried to explain how his thoughts are lies, basically, and he's just listening to himself. He's listening to Satan, basically. Right. Um, he needs to kind of relax and be silent, be still. Absolutely. And, and just get away from the thoughts and, and the women. Oh, you have a lot of women? No. no. You ain't that high. <laughs> um, <laughs> why did you tell him to go and forgive his mother so he could overcome her? I had to see it for myself. And a lot of the times with the groups of friends that we have, um, if I just tell people something like that, you know, they've excommunicated me basically. And... So, uh, so you didn't want to be excommunicated by him? I knew he wouldn't. It was just something I kind of, like I said, I wanted it to unfold naturally. I had a feeling kind of that he would it slowly work. He might see it. But suppose he died before you see it, and then you would have missed the opportunity to tell him. At least suggest it to him. It's up to him to do it. I did. I mentioned the, um, definitely mentioned forgiveness is one crucial thing that I told him that it's, it's got to happen to drop the yeah. anger. The one thing I want to remind you of that when you run into people who are going through this stuff, you can make suggestions, hey, you need to forgive. You don't, don't force it on them, but at least tell them. You know what I mean?
because they may not have heard that they need to forgive mama. Most people don't realize that the mother is the issue, that they have her identity and they must be born again. So you should at least tell them, but don't force it on them. All right. So make sure you tell them. And so you lost a lot of friends? Not a lot, and I wouldn't really call them friends. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about that? You need to, let me have the microphone. You need to forgive your mother because it's not normal for men to be into their head like that and be emotional and stressed out. They're supposed to lead the way but not be like a woman. Did you know that? Yes. So do you, you should forgive your mother. God said we must be born again. So we have to overcome the mother and return to the father. Be born of the, of the spirit. Okay. So can you go to her and forgive her? Yes. For what? What did she do? Um, that you didn't like? I would say, like, sometimes spend money. Can you speak that, up a little bit? Sometimes, like, spend money that she shouldn't, that was, like, my dad's, and then would, you know, try and hide that growing up. So it was kind of sometimes seeing that, like, line, like, she would just, like, I would see it. But she didn't think I'd, like, know what was going on, but it was just kind of putting off, like, bad characteristics kind of at a young age. And then my dad was, you know, angry, and I was brought up with the, you know, the strong hand, I would say. So if I did something wrong, I got beat for it kind of thing. Who would beat you? My dad. You told Hoppo to beat me. (laughs) Was it a beating or a whooping? Well, it's ass whooping, yeah. Sometimes I deserved it. Uh, You know, sometimes, well, I guess, I, I don't know what you would call deserve, but getting kicked out of school and then yeah. getting, you know, your ass beat for that. I didn't think of that as a problem because, you know, I never... Uh, You're so comfortable. I never <laughs> never skipped school anymore after that, so... Yeah, you need to go to your mother and forgive her for turning you away from your father like that. And then you'll overcome... Don't ask for forgiveness. Don't apologize for being kicked out of school or smoking pot. Because you can't help yourself. You're just like your mother. You have her identity. And so all the frustration you feel, the insecurity you feel, is what women go through. And that's not what men are supposed to feel. It's unnatural for a man. And so if you forgive her, God will forgive you, and he'll take her identity away from you. Then you can get up and live. You won't need the pot. You won't have to live with them or anything. And forgive your father for not protecting you. He didn't know what was going on. Are you able to do that? Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Uh, See, it makes sense. So go and forgive her, all right? Any question for me? No. Because you're not yourself. You have your mother's identity. And that's the only thing that's locking you in. And if you want to be free, you got to forgive her so God can forgive you. All right. And if she accepts it, fine. If she doesn't, don't ask for forgiveness. You forgive her and God will forgive you. Because your problem is you resent her, so you're separated from God, which is causing you to be separated from yourself. But once you forgive, you'll come back to yourself. All right. Have you, did he tell you about the silent prayer? Yeah, I've been uh, doing that like the last uh, week or so. I'm like really fresh to this, really new. I used to go to church when I was really young, but detached from it yeah. for a long time. Any so. questions for me? No. Uh, you glad you came? Yes. Are you happy to find out you're a woman? Yes, actually, yeah. So then I could, I could build and go, build and go up right. from there. That's right. Right on, man. Uh, this is your, any question? No. All right. 
This is your first time, you say? Yes, sir. Okay. Let me have the mic. And how did you hear about us? Uh, I'm here, here with my family. Uh, my cousin, she comes. Oh, good. And have you watched any of the videos or anything? I have not. Okay. Any questions for me? Uh, no. You have anger? Uh, yes. Beta! <laughs> did you know that you're a woman? Any man that has anger is a woman? No. You didn't know that? No. Did you think you were a man with anger? Uh, no. And what did you think you were? Frustrated. Yeah. You smoke pot? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions for me? So your cousin didn't tell you how to overcome the anger? Uh, yes. What did she tell you? Um... That I have to that I have to forgive. Your mother? Yeah. Did you do it? Yes. You went to your mother? Yes. And what happened? Um, I, I spoke to her and you know, I let her know the truth on, on how I feel and I expressed my anger toward her and uh reasons why I stayed stayed away for so long, but um really wanted to to be with her, like be around her, but I separated myself from it because I was angry. Yeah. Did you forgive her for what she done? Yes. What did she say? Um, she she understood that that what what she what she did, and um, I wouldn't say excuses, but try to explain you know situations with with uh, father on on why things happened the way that they did. But that should, that didn't have anything to do with you, right? No. Yeah. So are you on your own now? You living on your own? Uh, I stay with my grandparents. How old are you? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Beta, why are you on your own, man? Um, I mean... Are you I, dating? I, what's that? Are you dating? Yes. You date? You have a girlfriend? I have a girlfriend, yeah. And you take her to your grandparents' house? Yeah. And you're not embarrassed to do that? Uh, no. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I oh, I'm, I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm not, because, I, I mean, my grandma's really old, so I kind of feel that it's, like, special for my my girlfriend to know my grandma. You want your girlfriend to know your grandmother? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Just so maybe if I'm if I have feelings and stuff, she can know how I feel too. Who can know how you feel? My girlfriend. You want your girlfriend to know your feelings? Yeah. Why? Beta. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want her to know your feelings? Uh, so she could help me. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> if ever I needed you, Lord, I need you now. How can she help you? She's the girl. You're the man. <laughs> How can she help you? In what way? Well, by, by listening to me. By listening to you. And, and for what? <laughs> oh, to, to release some of the anger. To reduce the anger? Yeah. You need your girlfriend to listen to you. So what do you do? Oh, I'm, I'm stressed out today. Help me. Right? Uh, not, not necessarily like that, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, did your aunt tell you... I mean, your cousin, right? Your cousin? Yeah. Did she tell you never, never, ever, ever, never tell a woman your problem, your weakness? No. She didn't tell you that? No. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> never, ever, never, 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 but ever, never... Tell a woman your weakness. It's too late, huh? 
<laughs> um, and do you know why? No. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Um, this young man want to tell you, and then I'll see. In case you're walking down the road, and you and your girlfriend walking down the road, and you meet up, and he can hear you. Oh, honey, I'm stressed out today. That job is bad. Whatever. What would you say to him? What's the reason? Why shouldn't he tell his girlfriend his well, weakness? Well, I think that he's the representation of God in the family. And as being the leader in the family, you have to lead. Yeah. So you don't, you don't tell your subordinates, like, all your problems. There's an order to life. That order is God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, and woman over children. And when you tell your woman your problems, she's going to judge you until the day you die. Because women hate weak men. Women need to look up to the man as the man look up to God. And your parents, your father and mother should have been an example of that. And, but they were not. That's why you're doing it. But you're never going to be happy with this woman because now once you start overcoming, she's going to remind you, you relied on me. You told me you're weak. She's never going to forgive you for that. Women need to look up to you. Not you looking down to them for help. That make sense? Let me have one. Does that make sense? A uh, little bit. And what part doesn't make sense about that? Uh, like what you're saying that she's gonna think about me? Yeah. Have you told her you cheated on her already? No. You didn't tell her. <laughs> don't tell her. No, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, I don't. Oh, but don't tell her. You're not married, right? No. And you haven't done that with her, right? No. You haven't had the S E X thing? Yes. <laughs> uh, why would you do it if you're not married? Uh, not, not a man of God. Oh, no, you're not? That's true. And why are you a man of God? Why am I not? Yeah. I, I don't know. Do you want to be? Yes. Okay. Um, then you got to start looking within. Well, I, I would say uh, not a man of God because of the lifestyle that I was living. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. And if you want to change it, you got to start dealing with you. You got to take a look at yourself. You got to forgive so that God can draw you into the kingdom. You must forgive your mother. He said, before you enter into the kingdom, you must forgive. And man, we are all born of the mother. And when we're born of the mother, we're born of the flesh. And anyone who is born of the mother has her identity. And they are dying and not living. And that's why he said we must be born again of the spirit, which is of the father. Once you do that, you will start living. It will be amazing. But you got to start dealing with that. That makes sense? Yeah. I mean, I, I've been on a pretty pretty long road with, with dealing with myself. Right. And I, I, I got to a point where I'm, like, ready, like, I'm ready to, like, jump all the way in. Because right I've always on. had, like, like decisions to, like, back up and go the other way because I wasn't ready. I was yeah. still trying to make, like, uh, those kind of bad decisions and right live, live that kind of life. I totally understand that. And now that you're ready, it's going to be easy. You just need to go and forgive so he can forgive you and he'll draw you in. And are you afraid to face your mother? No. 
I was going to say you can take your girlfriend with you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Honey, come and help me, dear, with my mama. But go and forgive your mother. Don't ask for forgiveness. Don't apologize for anything because she recreated you in her image. So everything you've been doing is the mirror image of your mother. And, you, and because you resent her, you've made women your God. That's why you're telling your woman your problems. You're trying to get love from them. Did you know women don't have love to give? No, I didn't know that. I'm sorry? No. You thought that they have, you think they have love to give? Yes. And where do they get it from? I have no idea. And did you, have you noticed that that love don't last? It feel good, but then otherwise feel bad, and then it feel good and feel bad? It doesn't stay love, it turns into hate. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed that? Have you noticed you have to always please your girlfriend and keep her happy? No, not at all. You don't keep her happy? No. She's unhappy? No, she's just always happy. Where is she? she what's that? Where is she now? Uh, she's on vacation. Where? Uh, Mexico. Ooh. Let me call her up and see how happy she is. <laughs> no. Well... Here's what I recommend, all right? Go and forgive your mother and forgive your father for not protecting you. Are you close to your father? Uh, father's no longer here. He expired? Yes. He died? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, forgive him for not protecting you. He didn't know how to do it, all right? And your life would change. And when your girlfriend would come back, no more nookie-nookie and, and see what kind of girlfriend you have. She's going to have a hissy fit when you, when you don't do it. You know what a hissy fit is? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if, if I don't do anything, she's still, she's still there. Okay, let's give it a try. Like I, I don't really have to do anything. You don't have to assess her? Have you ever tried that? Well, how do you know you don't have to do it then? You're like, uh-uh. <laughs> that, that, that what? So when she come back, uh-huh. don't do it. Wait until marriage. Okay. Are you still there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't hear you. When she come back, wait until marriage. Don't do it. Don't celebrate when she come back in that way. Okay. I'm sorry? Okay. And she's going to say you gay, you're cheating, you don't love her, you used to love me, I used to feel good. She's going to really have a fit. I don't think she's ever told me that. Ever tell you what? Any of those things. That's because you never stop having sex with her. Oh, yeah, I have. When? Yeah, for for some time. I mean, stop until you get married. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then you will become a, a son of God, and life will be amazing. It really will. Any questions about that? No. Do you disagree with that? Uh, a little bit. And what part do you disagree with? Uh, just like the way that you talk about her, like the, what she's thinking and things like that. Okay. Because I mean, I, I put her, I put her through a lot of through a lot of things. Like what? A lot of things. You put her through a lot of things. Yes. Meaning what? Like taking anger out on her. You know. Um, 
my addictions and like just uh, a lot of stuff like that, like her being there for me while while I was gone. Her what? Like her being there for me while I was gone. She stayed with you through, while you were gone? Yeah. Where'd you go? Uh, jail. Oh, how was jail? Great. Great? <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. That's, you know, it's one of the worst places okay. you can be. So, uh, so what part you disagree with me about? Like that, um, that, like how she's going to feel that I'm weak. No. If you start doing it right, she's going to see you as being strong and she's going to want you to stay weak. Oh, okay. She's going to, uh, when you start overcoming all that stuff, and you don't need her, but you need God, and she needs you. That's when she gonna the real person gonna come out. But when you were going through all that stuff, whatever you were doing, that's the way she want you, because she felt like your savior. Like she wanted me like that. Yeah. I think it was the opposite. She didn't want me like that. She pretended. And all you were doing, you 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 were treating mama. In the same way your mother, your father treat your wife. You, now you understand why your father couldn't handle your mother because he became the boy and she became his mother. Likewise, your girlfriend is your mother. And you were acting like the boy. Yeah, kind of makes sense in a way. I'm sorry? Kind of makes sense in a way. Yeah, it's totally true. And you'll see it as you start to overcome. You'll see it. You've been the boy and, and she was your mama. And now the boy going to go into a man, the mama going to have a fit. She's not going to like it. And if you move to West Hell, she'll move to West Hell to keep control over you. Okay. You glad you came? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's always good to hear uh, stings from other people. Yeah. Well, here's what I recommend. Did, you, did your cousin tell you about the silent prayer dot video? No. When is she coming back? Uh, like a couple of weeks. Oh, good. God is blessing you. So <laughs> let, <laughs> tell her no more of your problems. The next time she talks to you on the phone, today or whenever, she's going to say, how you doing, honey? You're going to say, all is well. It's amazing. And she's going to, what the? <laughs> she's going, well, what about your emotions? I don't, I'm not into that. All is well. Don't ever show her any weakness anymore. Okay. And don't ever tell any other woman your weakness. Your mother, your aunt, or anyone. Either you talk to God or find a, a, a logical man to talk to. But never show it to a woman. And once you overcome your mother, then you're going to overcome all that frustration you've been going through. Because it's not normal for men to have that. You have a woman's identity, and that's why you've been tripping. <coughs> what? He's <laughs> <laughs> just looking at me. <laughs> what do you think about that? Uh, agree. Oh, okay. So listen, I want you to prove me wrong. Become a man and see, you're going to see your, you haven't seen how she really is. You will see it. 
It's just you've been weak and you've been needing her, so you haven't seen the real, real person. But you'll see it. And I'm not telling you to break up with her. I'm just telling you to stop relying on her. Don't tell her your problems. Overcome that female identity. And you can stay with her, but don't be sexing or anything. Wait until marriage. Because if you marry her doing this stuff, you, you, you're getting married in hell, and it's not going to work out. But if you do it in the right way, then you're getting married in heaven, and it'll be amazing. You got to start being right and doing it right. But you got to go and forgive your mother. All right? Mm -hmm. Any question? No. Any disagreement? No. All right. You glad you came? <laughs> yeah. All right. Make sure you do the silent prayer that video, all right? Okay. Start doing it today. And from this point forward, I don't care how you feel, when you talk to her, all is well. You're supposed to help her overcome her problems. She can't help you. God will help you. All right? Yeah, got it. Okay. Any questions about that? No. Okay. Any disagreement? No. Okay. All right. If you need counseling, we have best counseling service too. All right. Thank you for bringing him. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about what he just said? Did you know all that was going on? Yeah. And take the mic for me. You knew it was going on. Did you tell him he needed to go and forgive his mother? Yes. And what did he say when you told him? Um, when I had first told him about it, he was still very angry. He was still um, using drugs and alcohol, and he adamantly, I'll never forgive her. And he oh. was so upset to hear it. And, um, I mean, you can't reason with someone when they're under the influence or they're yeah. angry, first right. of all. But um, um, in everything that he had gone through, he had to get sober in order to regain custody of his daughter. And through him being sober, now he's more open to the idea of of hearing those things. So in telling him to forgive and, you know, um, right Aiden went and forgave her mother and then forgave him. And so I Who? think, too... Oh, that's your daughter here? Yes. Yeah. That's your daughter? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't know that was your daddy. What does it feel like having your daddy here? It feels nice. Yeah, see that? You need your daddy, huh? Yes. Yeah. So, are you dating her mother? No. Oh, a different woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, I'm sorry to tell you. Well, not really, but... <laughs> I recommend you got to dump the woman and get you a place, get you a job, get you an apartment to raise your daughter. Your daughter needs you, and she doesn't need anyone between the two of you. She doesn't need some woman trying to take you away from her, your attention, or you trying to get attention from someone else. She really needs her father. So you're going to have to dump that woman. Tell her to stay in Mexico. <laughs> don't come back what do you think about that uh, I mean I, I agree I agree, I agree the part, the part that, I agree the part that you said that that it um, that there's that doesn't need to be like obstructing her yeah and, and I agree with that too yeah. I mean I keep my relationship separate from from my daughter because she's my focus right on. so my relationship is pretty much separate Occasionally we engage together, but for the most part, it's it's separate engagement. So, um, and why don't you have your own place? Um, by choice. 
uh, you decide you want to. I, mean, I, I, I hate to say it, but as soon as my grandmother's no longer around, I, I won't be there anymore. And why do you need your grandmother? Doesn't have a husband? Uh, yes. She has one. Yes. Well, why do you need to be around? Because I'm pretty much their hands and feet. Uh, what do you mean by that? Like I, I, my grandma can't walk, so oh. I, I, I do a lot of things for her. Oh, I see. And your grandfather can't walk either. Uh, he can, but not, not very well. Do you have sisters? Uh, yes. Why don't you let them go and stay with Grandma? Oh, they're not. My sister's from, that's not her grandparents. Oh, I see. All right. When, when they die, will you get the house? Uh, that, I don't really know. I would be trying to find that out. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's, not, that's not my concern. But watch, I mean, you need to get the house so that you have your own place when they die. I mean, I could find my own place. But you don't have a job. Yeah, I work. Oh, you have a job? Yeah, of oh, course. Okay. But who's going to get the house when she die? Um, doesn't, that doesn't matter to me. Do they have children? What's that? Do they have? Yeah. How many kids? Four. Uh, why don't their kids take care of her? Oh, thank you. That's part of the frustrations and, and my stress through, through uh, my life right now. It, what, what do you mean by that? Like, like, uh, like, when I explain that to them, they don't understand. Like, it's it's my ob- ob- uh, obligation to be there. Who put that obligation on you? On myself. Why you put that on yourself? Because I felt like that's that's what I have to do. To, to if nobody else is going to do it, then then I have to do it. It's not your obligation. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not somebody to ask for help. I just do, do things. Yeah, it's not your obligation. It's your, her children' obligation. But because they hate her, they don't want to help her. You know what I mean? I'm sorry? Yes. Yeah. It's not your obligation. If you want to do it, you do it, but not out of a sense of obligation. It's not your it's not your fault that your grandmother screwed up her children to a point that they don't want anything to do with her. That's not your fault and you should not be obligated to that. You need to be out living your life, starting your family, doing your thing. That makes sense? Yeah, definitely. I'm like, like right now in my life I feel like I, I don't like to say it like this, but I feel like it's a setback. Yeah, like, it is. Like, like I'm kind of stuck, like how you were telling him earlier that he can't grow. Yeah. I feel like I can't grow right now because I'm kind of stuck there. Absolutely. But I feel bad. I feel bad if I leave. Well, the only reason, and I, I'm telling you this is the truth, the only reason you feel that way because you have your mother's nature. And so, you know, women operate from feelings, and so you're feeling that way. But if you had a logical mind, you'd be gone. Really. But your emotions are controlling you and not the logic of God. You're not obligated to be there at all. So if you could afford to move, I would move and tell her children they need to take care of her and you start your life. You have your daughter to raise. And that's why you're so frustrated too. All this stuff been put on you at an early age in life. And that's not your problems. They're not your problems. So you got you got a lot to do, man. You got a lot of cleaning up to do. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so number one, do the silent prayer. Number two, go and forgive your mother. Number three, go and get yourself an apartment for you and your daughter. Tell your grandparents that they have to get their children and take care of them. You got to live your life. It's not your problem. And um, make sure you don't let this woman move in or anything. You want to make sure no one come between you and your daughter. That makes sense? Yes. So will you do all that? 
Uh, yes. All right. Okay, everybody heard him say yes, right? <laughs> so today, uh, start doing a silent prayer. One thing will lead to another. But you need to get out of that situation. That's not your situation. It's not your fault that they screwed their lives up. Hola. Okay. <laughs> any, any disagreement about that at all? No. Oh, okay. All right. Whew. We could pass the bucket and go home now, right? <laughs> we saved two. <laughs> at least you don't curse. How old are you? 27? 27? 29. Do you curse? Yeah. Millennial curse like is a normal language. You heard him? How many times he said A in church? I <laughs> know. Uh, Anybody, any question? Oh, yes. And then I got to get to the biblical question for this week. Okay, I have some callers. First is Nick from Iowa who says he wants to shed his mother's identity. Nick in Iowa. Nick, welcome to church. Oh, and by the way, happy White History Month, everybody. It's amazing. Happy White History Month. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> hey, Jesse. Hey, buddy. Um, I'm uh, I'm 28. I uh, I'm packing up my room right now at my mom's house. I'm moving out at the end of the month. Um, it's amazing but, uh, having you know, a man like, living with mama. It's I know. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's like gross. <laughs> like mama made you her husband. For, for me, I got a bad epilepsy. So you got a bad what? Epilepsy. What? Seizures. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, my basically, my question to you is: I have both my father and mother's identity, and I want to shed both of those. I know I have to do that through forgiveness, but in a way, I feel like I have to forgive myself since I've taken on their identity. And forgiving myself seems to be the hardest issue. But once you forgive them, you're not going to resent anybody anymore, no matter what. And so you are not yourself. You are your mother and your father. You need to overcome them, and then you'll be fine. Don't worry about yourself right now. Work on that, and you'll be fine. It's amazing. Some people think that they have to go and forgive everybody, right? Once you forgive your parents and God forgive you, you no longer have to forgive anyone else because you only have love. You have no anger at all. So you forgive everybody else. You're not holding anything because you understand why they did what they did. You know what I'm saying? You're not, yeah. so you're not, you can see now why you were molested. Everybody molested, right? Oh, yeah. Everybody and their mama molested. And so you understand why the person molested you. So you don't have to forgive because you automatically forgive, and you're over that, all right? So once you forgive them, you'll be fine, Nick. Yeah. Are you yeah, doing the silent prayer? My dad. What? Are you doing the silent prayer, dot video? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Every Welcome day? Every day. Not every day. I'm sorry? Not every day, and that's what Suffer. I'm struggling with, too. Why are you doing it every day and night? I don't know, but but I'm asking myself every single day and night what my target in life is. So, and what do you tell yourself? First, I need to find God. That's for sure. Um, 
I mean, I got the bow and the arrow. I just don't have the target. Go and forgive, buddy. You'll be fine, really. It's going to blow your mind. Are you able to live on your own with that epilepsy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go and forgive and go now. live your life. Well, I appreciate it. Hopefully I'll make it to L.A. one of these days. Okay, let me know how it goes, all right? But go and forgive. That's the only thing that's uh, keeping you down is that you have not gone and forgiven. Okay. Thank you, Jesse. Let me know how it goes, all right? I will. Um, what's your plan in life? And I'm asking them because, is this your first time here? Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to get to you. <laughs> he said, look at all nervous. <laughs> like he cold. Are you cold? <laughs> what's your plan in life? Be successful. Be successful. What does that mean? I guess it's uh, different for everyone. It's what? It's different for everyone. I mean, for you. Uh, just be able to go to work every day and have a nice house and, you know, just be at peace and family and everything. Oh, okay. And so. Don't let Black Lives Matter find that out. <laughs> Don't put your address anywhere. All right. Because they're going to take your land. <laughs> What's your plan in life? Oh, right here. That's right. I just to want live? to live, yeah. And what do you mean, to live? Just in, enjoy, to enjoy my daughter. Right on. Amazing. So you forgave your father? Yes. That I had a mic for me? Yes, I forgave my dad. And how about your mother? Yes. What did they say when you went and forgave them? My mom was really angry and was yelling at my dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But... She can't help it, all right? Okay. Does she get you mad now? Is she able to make you mad? Not really. Good. Don't let anything or anybody be so important that they can make you mad. Okay. If they, have, if they can make you mad, let it go. All right? I'm glad for you. I'm glad you're with your father. That's amazing. Um, how did you hear? What's your name and how did you hear about us? My name is Jerry, my son. Oh, amazing. Is this your first time, son? No. Oh, okay. And so did he forgive you? I don't know. Speak to the for me? No, I, I haven't found a reason to forgive. He's oh, been good. a great father. Right on. Um, what's your impression of your son now? He's my number one guy. Yeah. Any questions for me? No. Are you still married to his mother? Yes. How's that going? <laughs> I have no answer for that. You don't know how it's going? It's going well. 27 years. It, are you the head of your wife? Am I what? The head of your wife. Mm, I don't think so. Beta. <laughs> why, why are you the head of her? I have a lot of respect for her. You have, you have a lot of respect. That's why you're not the head. I am the head in the house, but but not the wife. She's too. Are you the head of your wife? I'm always ahead of everybody. How about your wife? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough question. That's a tough I, question. I, I, don't, I didn't find any man above the wife. 
Someone else? I, I don't think I can find any man above the watch. I know. It's like looking for a needle in a haystack. <laughs> and, and do you think men should be the head of the wives? Always. And so why aren't you the head of your wife? I am, but she's, she's there right there. <laughs> she's there right there where? Right with me. But she can't be with you, right with you if you're the head. She has to follow. <sighs> no answer. I understand. Any questions for me? No. Okay. I'm glad you came. Thank you, sir. All right. Um, should I take a phone call or deal with the biblical question? Anybody have any questions or comments or anything? Who is that? You're amazing. Is this your first? Oh, you, is you guys first time? Oh, from up north, huh? That's amazing. You guys drove down this morning? That's amazing. They came down from uh, Fresno, right? No, from Oakland. Oakland, yeah. That's amazing. I'm glad to see you guys. No, that's good. I'll come back to you. Any questions about anything? No, no I ain't got okay. no questions. No, not right now. You still live in, one of you live in Florida, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad to see you guys. You know we having that straight pride ride uh, thing again. Uh-huh. In August? Yeah. I think it's I'll try make it right, up there. August 29th. So I'm I came up there. That's the first that. time I met you, remember? Yeah. Last year, yeah. So we were holding this... Uh, Street Pride Rally in Oakland. Where was it? That was in Modesto, Modesto. yeah. And yeah. he showed up. He's like, I'm here to be your bodyguard. I was over there holding the signs with you. Remember yeah, right. that? Build the wall. Man, that's amazing. Well, I'm glad to see you guys. I'm glad to see you too. Huh? Okay. Um, what was that? Oh, right here. This is your first time? Yes, sir. What's your name? Marcos. Marcos. How did yeah. you hear about us? Uh, YouTube. Ethan? DC, DC Young Fly interview. That was the first time. Oh, that, DC Young Fly. Yeah, that was, a, that that was, was a, amazing. That was the thing that caught it, yeah. I had never seen a man act so crazy. Yeah, I mean. Adult male. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just down here for um, promoting my nonprofit. Oh, I see. Yeah. Any questions for me? Uh, maybe after the show. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm glad you're here. I mean, not the show, the service. Right on. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you're here. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so the biblical question for this week is, do you long for pleasure or adversity? Anybody thought about that? Oh, good. I want to ask the young man in the white shirt first. Do you long for adversity or, I mean, pleasure or adversity? Well, my, my pleasure is in the Lord, so I do long for that uh, on a daily basis. And uh, in terms of adversity, I do uh, I do seek that to an extent in terms of trying to live with less because I think that's what God wants for us is to continually uh, live with less and and not seek the pleasures of this world, but to uh, to do without those and uh, to do without what the world has to offer, and that's what gives us pleasure in God. So your your pleasure is in in the Lord, you say? Yes, sir. What does that mean? It means what I just said. I mean, it means living without the pleasures of this world, putting those to the side and, and prioritizing what uh, God wants for our lives. And and for me, uh, you know, I mean, that, that plays out in different ways practically. I think as life goes on, I've... Uh, I've gotten less interested in building my career and, and having money and, and trying to do uh, more ministry in my life and 
um, do things. What does uh, pleasure in the Lord look like? I don't quite understand it. I'm black and I'm slow, so yeah, be patient. Well, yeah, as I was just saying, I think you know, it's 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 trying to guide my life in in a way that does not follow the patterns of this world and and does not follow the American dream. With all due respect, all over this country, but you know that that whole concept of trying to. Uh, get good grades so you can go to good college and get a okay. good job that pays well and all that stuff. I'm not on that. I'm not on that train. So you long for adversity? Um, I don't know if I long for adversity, but I, but I embrace the idea of living without the pleasures of this world. And, you know, as Paul told us many, many times, you know, our, our strength and our, our power comes from him. How do you most, feel about adversity? Most specifically when we are in weakness. So when we're hurting and we're having a difficult time, that is when we're most open to the Lord building us up and becoming more like him. So what, what does adversity mean? It can mean anything from fasting and, you know, living without food because we're doing that in service to the Lord. That's a form of adversity, I suppose you might say, and that brings us closer to him and allows us to be more filled by him and, and to have his spirit in us. So that's one example, but, you know, lots of ways of denying ourselves the pleasures of this world are adverse conditions, which I think bring us closer to him. You are, are you living a perfect life? Do I look like Jesus to you? No, I'm not living a perfect life. And what's imperfect about your life? Well, I think I said this before, but I don't. I don't pray before I do every single thing in my life, and that's a you point. You do not pray. <clears throat> that's a point I want to get to, where I'm praying and I'm, I'm asking God for His will in every single thing that I do. So, and why um, don't you do that? I don't have that uh, that habit because I didn't grow up in the church, so I've been a believer. Um, for many years, but, uh, you know, our, our, our life as a young person really molds the way that we think and the way that we live. And so it's taken a long time for me to continually grow in that direction where I'm turning everything over to him all day long, every day. And why is it taking so long? Well, I do agree that God could change things in a moment if he wants to, but that's not typically how he works. He wants us to seek him. And to the extent that we seek him, he, he gives back to us. Uh, Why are you not seeking him first and foremost? Um, I, I seek him frequently, but not, like I said, all day, every day. And I'm getting to that point where I can start to do that more often as I go through my days. I know, and, but what's in your way of seeking the kingdom first, always? Uh, just the patterns of this world. It just, you know, being easy to fall into, you know. But you're not of the pleasure of the world, so it should be easier, right? Well, I'm I'm saved by his grace, and I, I have made that decision in my mind and my heart to follow him. But if you're not of the pleasure of the world, why aren't you seeking him first? Again, just because I've, for so many years of my life, I have been following the patterns of this world in terms of how I live and what I do with my days. And it's going to continually be a, a journey and a walk with him for the rest of my life to try to come closer and closer to that. I don't think any of us ever gets to that or else we would become Jesus, which is impossible. We know there's only one. Why do you think that? There's only one son of God. That's written. There's only one son of God? Yeah. And where do you get that from? Scripture. So once you're born of his spirit, you're no longer a son of his you're not a son of his once you're born again of God. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm a child of God, but I'm not. The, I'm not the son of. What's the difference between being a child of God and a son of God? Well, that's, that 
that aspect you just asked me about being perfect. There's only one that, who was perfect. Do you believe uh, as being a child of God that you can be a child and not be perfect? Of course. You could be a child of God and not be perfect. You, you, you must be unless you're Jesus. You must not be perfect. And what would make you imperfect if your father is perfect? Man, you're relentless. I didn't go to divinity school or nothing, so I'm I'm just trying to trying to hang no, in there. This is, is like I like I like this though because we a lot of what goes on in here is 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 um you know is not is not always rooted in the word in my opinion. And that you're not going to ask me what I'm talking about, but sorry, could you repeat your question again? I got a little I got a little distracted. How how can you be a child of God, who yeah. nature is perfect, and you not be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect? Because the enemy is at work and always has been and always will be. And we're always going to What enemy? Satan. A serpent. And what does that have to do with you becoming perfect as your father is perfect? Well, the enemy seeks to, to distract us constantly and is always putting temptations in front of us. Has he made a way for you to resist that? Has the Lord made a way for that? Oh, yeah, for and sure. And what's that way? There's a lot of different ways. Prayer prayer is, is one of them and, you know, building our, our life around him allows us to more easily uh, resist the enemy. And the more that we invite the Lord in, uh, the more we're able to, to shake off the enemy and the more we're able to shake off temptations that are, that are natural and they're going to continue to come forever, but we need to be able to, uh, to resist. Okay. What do you, the young man here in the glasses, what do you think about what he just said? Uh, this your first time here? This is my first time. Uh, you're trying to hide, huh? <laughs> I was wondering why you're trying to hide behind the white man. <laughs> how old are you? Uh, 26. You how much? 26. Oh, okay. You living with your mother, too? So I'm trying to pay off my student loans, so. Really? <laughs> I'm trying to pay off. <laughs> what do you think about what he just said? Do you believe it's possible to be a child of God and be... And not be in, have a perfect life. Uh, I guess as long as you repent, like how many times will you repent? <laughs> <laughs> until until like you actually change your mind and submit to God. Oh, a- any question for me? Uh, is there like a verse in the Bible where it says like anger comes from your mother? Yes. Will you read Genesis? Um, you going to, I don't want to put any thoughts of let it go in one ear and out the other. All right. Cause I want you to see it for yourself. But, um, in Genesis is talked about how Adam had a relationship with his father and then the father gave him a woman and, and she had a relationship with Adam who had the relationship with the father and all was well. They didn't have to work. They didn't have to do anything because all was well, he communicated with the father and she communicated with her husband. And then Satan came along, and the great deceiver, and he told, uh, I don't know if he ever talked to Adam, but I think he told Adam, Adam, you know, come and hang out with me, man. We smoke some pot. Don't listen to your father. You know, but Adam said, no, get away. And then he went to Eve, and he told Eve, you know what? Adam is trying to control you. You know, he is a misogynist. <laughs> he hates women. He just want to be your head. You could be just like him. Don't listen to it. And Eve said, no, leave me alone. I love my husband. And so she went and told Adam, I, t- I saw Satan out there the other day in the garden 
well, outside of God. And uh, he was trying to tell me I need to be liberated. <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> this is an amazing story, huh? And it just seems so real, right? It doesn't even... <laughs> And so, and so, she like, but I love you. I'm not going to listen to him. He's like, okay, fine. So she went out the next day to go shopping for something. <laughs> and she met Adam on the, I mean, Satan on the road again. And Satan, well, I don't know why you listen to me. Look, he got you shopping and in the kitchen bathroom and printed. That's not right. And then she believed him. And the moment she believed him, he became her God. And so now she feels better than a man. She wants a job. She's not going to stay home and raise babies. Adam had to share the responsibility in the house. So she went back and told Adam, Adam, you know what? I'm not listening to you anymore. You're not going to control me. I'm going to go and start the National Organization of Women. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm for abortion and everything. I'm not going to listen to you. And he's like, all right. And she said, you could be like that, too. Your father is just trying to control you. Don't listen to your father. He's like, no, I love my father. And he and his father communicated without words. It was spirit to spirit. That's what's going to happen once you're born again, too. But so at first, Adam did not listen to Eve. But one day she came home and he had told her all his problems and and <laughs> and he, you know, and so she came home one day, and she's like, uh, honey, I love you. We're going to have an amazing dinner tonight, and after dinner, we're going to have sex, and I love you. How you doing? You, you don't need to listen to your father. And so she made the dinner, and it was so good. And I'm like, I've never listened to my father again. <laughs> and then the moment he believed Eve, Eve became his God. And so that's how all that happened. And that's why the woman is the man God today, because he comes through the woman. And but Christ made it so that we can overcome the woman by being born again and come back to our male nature, which is of God. And so when you go and forgive your mother, God will forgive you and take her spirit away from you and replace it with your father's spirit, your earthly father's spirit. And through your earthly father, you love God because your earthly father is the son of God. He may be weak and beta, but he's still a son of God. But he can't get into the kingdom until he overcome the nature of Eve, which is the nature of Satan. That's how it all happened. But Christ made it so that we could come back. That's why we must forgive. And if you truly see for yourself that it's wrong to judge your mother, your father, and anyone, you'll be born just like that, and it'll be amazing. But you got to see that you're wrong. It's wrong for what they've done to you, but it's wrong for you to hate them for what they've done. That makes sense? Yeah, it does. So you got to go and forgive your mother. I, I have. You went to her? Yeah. And how did it go? Well, well, I mean, every time we get into a conflict, like, she always apologizes. I always forgive her. Every time she apologizes? Yeah. What, she's like, oh, I'm sorry for making you mad right now? I mean, whenever there's a conflict going on. Do you deal with her like a man or like a boy? I don't Probably like a boy. <laughs> Not probably. You living in a house? Oh, you dealing with her like a boy? Probably. <laughs> oh, so like, why don't you get two jobs and pay off your loan? 
Um, I guess I could. Which is more important, becoming a man or paying off the loan at home with mama? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once you become a man, if you pay it off? or No. Because <laughs> once you pay off the loan, it's going to take forever to pay that off. And so, but once you pay it off, mama's going to say, oh, don't move right. I was talking to a 34-year-old man over the weekend. And I'm like, and he's one of the nicest guys because he lived with his mama, so he was weak. I said, man, you haven't moved yet. No. And we had to whisper because he didn't want his mother to hear. So we were speaking really low. I said, you got to move. But Jess is so expensive out there now, especially now. It's hard out there. And I'm like, don't be a beta. Men are supposed to have it hard. You're supposed hard makes you man. You're not supposed to be saying, oh, I got to live at home because it's so hard. It's all like the woman. I'm like, man, you got to move. You're never going to grow talking about it's hard. That's what's going to make you a man. You be out there, you're dealing with life, you're overcoming, and you're growing up, you see God is with you. And so he said, I've learned more from you in 10 minutes than I learned my whole life. Because no one ever to- never told him that. The mother convinced him to stay home, save money, and he can't afford it, right? And she'll keep you there the rest of your life. That makes sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So get, do you have a job? I got laid off because of COVID, but... Okay. We go find... They're looking for employees now all over the place. Mm-hmm. Go get yourself two or three jobs, move out, and grow up. Okay. Are you dating? No. Oh, Good. <laughs> But you got to go, you got to get out of there, man. You're not going to grow living at home. I know okay. a guy in his, a couple guys in their 60s and living with mama, and they didn't move when they were young, and I told them to do it, and now they're stuck, and they hate their mother, and they saved up money. She spent the money, and they didn't know it. So she's tricking you. Okay. You got to get out of there. Okay, I will. All right. When? <laughs> Yeah, I guess when I get a job, I'll start looking for apartments. Yeah, start yeah. tomorrow, go look for a job. They are everywhere now. Okay. All right? Any questions for me? No, I think that's it. I'm just happy to be here. Okay, I'm yeah. glad you're here, buddy. Um, so let me go back to the pleasure thing. Uh, <laughs> let me ask Derek. Derek, do you long for pleasure or adversity? And then I want to ask Grace. Um, I treat them both the same. What do you mean? Like, I take it how it comes. So you love pleasure and adversity? Not that I, no, I don't love it. I mean, but you like both? I don't like or dislike, I just take it as it comes. So when your wife beats you up, (laughs) and then she wants to go and pleasure you, that's fine? (laughs) Nah, that doesn't happen though. Oh, but you you like them both? Yeah, I just take them both as they come okay. with life. That's All right. It. Yeah. How about you, Grace? Um, I strive for pleasure, but I deal with... You strive with... for pleasure? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> but then I I'm deal... I'm look around. <laughs> but then I deal with the adversity when it comes. So you long for pleasure? Uh, well, I, I think peace is pleasure in the sense that, like, I want things to be calm, chill, and, like, good, you know? So, but I do deal with the uh, adversities when it comes. Okay, but you long for pleasure, 
But you will deal with adversity. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't like it, but <laughs> you don't does? like adversity. Uh, in the moment, I don't, and then actually, in the moment, I don't. But then, when I deal with it, I do feel some kind of. I do okay. feel proud of myself when I do deal oh, with it. Okay. Right on. Had you thought about this before I made it a biblical question? I didn't. I forgot it was a biblical question, so I didn't think about it okay. throughout the week. It is the kind of thing God wants us to think on. He doesn't want you to think about what you got to wear, what you got to eat, where you're going to sleep, and all that crap. Think on things that are real and just and bring life. Um, any questions for me, Grace? Um, I, I, I can't think right now. <laughs> Maybe a little bit later. Oh, okay. If something comes right, to mind. We're running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll think about it. All right. Um, who is that guy you be arguing with online? Who me? There. Oh. Are you beat bump? Right. That's you, right? Mm-hmm. But who is this guy you on Twitter who you argue with on? There's a whole bunch of different people. I don't even know the people. They just want to argue with me. <laughs> <laughs> Call me on my name them or whatever. The blues. Yeah. They can't stand you. They, they can't stand. Me. They hate me. Amazing. All right. In the red shirt, way in the back. Do you long for pleasure or adversity? What does it mean? What do you mean by adversity? Like what? Uh, rough times. Difficult do moments. Do I long pleasure or adversity? I don't, I don't know if I long for either one. Just yeah. take it as it comes, you know what I mean? Okay. I'm not like longing for it, you know what I'm saying? Would you prefer pleasure or adversity? Well, I know adversity a lot of time makes you better, you know what I mean? Makes you grow. But sometimes pleasure, you know, in the moment. Sometimes you low. Yeah, sometimes okay. pleasure, sometimes adversity. So makes. what kind of pleasure? Oh, don't tell me. <laughs> I ain't going to say. Wait till we have a men's meeting. Oh, uh, yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah. The young lady with the hat, do you low for pleasure or adversity? I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Um, I don't think I long for either, actually. Pleasure, no adversity? No, I'm just trying to do everything dead? as it comes. <laughs> what? Are you dead? No, I'm not dead, but it's not <laughs> like I'm I'm waiting or, and I'm like yeah. wanting something. I'm just, if it comes, it comes. Which is better whichever. for you, pleasure or adversity? Mm. This is such a good question. I don't know. I think a combination of both. Um, oh, you think pleasure and adversity is good? I mean, I don't think it's good, but it's not like um. Your question is if I'm longing for it, and the answer is, I'm just um, trying to live in the moment. So if whichever one comes, if it comes, it's not like I'm looking for either, or wanting either. Okay, so which is better for you? You think? Well, based on your definition of... Not my definition. What do you think? Um, well, I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, I guess... I don't know. I, I don't mind either pleasure or adversity. You like them both? Not like I like them both, but it's not like I mind either. You don't like pleasure? Yeah. I do. Like, I'm enjoying myself right now. This is pleasure. Okay. Amazing. Yes. So, actually, now that we're talking about it, I do notice that sometimes because I do long for pleasure, 
and like I don't want to deal with certain things in the moment. I don't deal with them and it causes pain later on. So maybe it isn't good to run away from adversity because I notice I do that sometimes. Okay. Amazing. So let me go. This young man had his hand up first and then the one behind. Uh, and we got to move a little bit faster, right? Because of time. Yes, sir. Uh, Esteban, what's your law for pleasure or adversity? Everybody know Esteban? Yeah. What's the one thing you know about him? You got fired. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. You should always remember he got fired <laughs> by a white man, James. James. Uh, isn't that amazing? So for those who don't know, James is a hate report guy. He used to be my producer. Then he started his own show. And it was supposed to be Esteban, the Mexican, and Joel, he black, and James, white. And so it was going to be an amazing show, right? But what happened, as soon as the show got going, a holiday came. <laughs> and James, the white man, wanted to work. You know how white people are, right? But the, the, the black and brown... <laughs> The black and brown was like, nah, I want my time off. I need to rest. And James like, no, we just started. We can't afford to take off. Uh, no, ain't nobody listening. <laughs> black and brown, right? All lives, black lives matter. Black and brown lives. And so James just fired him. The white man said, okay. And he fired him. And he got mad. And for a long time, Esteban wouldn't even listen to James' show. <laughs> and, and then, and then uh, did you stop listening for a while? No. You never stopped? Why come every time I ask you, you said, no, I'm listening to music? You what? <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Yeah, but. <laughs> and so now the white man is on for two hours and, and, and the black and brown people are slave laboring and they call, him, they call him racist white privilege they don't tell you that the white man worked hard anyway yeah. <laughs> story. Um, would you prefer long for pleasure or at, well we know you got fired pleasure <laughs> Would you long for pleasure or adversity? Adversity, at least now, because like um, I know like that whenever I fall like into pleasure, you know, whatever uh, movies or food or whatever, I feel like uh, I get stuck like in a pattern of like always like it's like I'm dying, you know, it's like I'm always I yeah. get stuck in the cycle of like always going for it, and I see myself like getting stuck and I'm moving forward. So whenever. Uh, like, I go with the adversity. It's like um, things just open up for me instead of me, like, dying. Amazing. And it becomes addicting, too, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah. Yes, sir. In the white sweater first and then the black sweater. Uh, I thought about the question a lot, Jesse. Okay. And I tied myself into knots. I think I told myself a bunch of lies. And the, you tell me what you think. It seems to me just now that um, longing for pleasure is adversity. It creates longing adversity. Longing for pleasure right. is adversity, you said? Uh, yeah, and, and moreover, that possibly if I were to long for adversity, that would probably create pleasure in my life. But I think I'm more, you know, I'm after pleasure generally. 
But at the same time, I have some experiences that make me think, well, I do want adversity, too. So right now, you don't know which one you long for? Well, I, maybe just both, right? You want yeah. pleasure and adversity? Right. Oh, okay. I think so, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's Before amazing. I put, we're going to end this in a minute, this question. Let the young man, he had his hand. Yes, sir. Yeah. Which you long for, pleasure or adversity? Adversity. Adversity. And ad- why? Because that's what builds the man. It, the the female is the one who seeks pleasure. The man is the one who seeks uh, like sacrifice and challenge because that's where he's able to prove himself uh, and kind of break through. Um, in pleasure, he just like it's like smoking opium. Not that I ever have, but I would imagine that's what it's like. You smoke pot? I have, yeah. I'm from LA. It's like tea out here. <laughs> Blame it on LA. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask Christina. Christina, do you long for pleasure or adversity? I long for neither. I enjoy pleasure and I appreciate adversity, but they're both coming and going. So things that come and go are of this world. So when I can observe myself, I realize that not one is more important than the other. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, ma'am, right here. And then I'll put my two cents and we'll... I long for adversity. Uh, and why? Because I feel like adversity is from God and pleasure is from the world. It's from Satan. Had you thought about this before I made it a biblical question? Yes, I thought about it. Oh, okay. And I thought about it because it's what happens to me. And it's how I've seen it, my life. Like when I am attached to pleasure, yeah. um, it's just it doesn't work. And I'm like in this stuck in the world. But when I allow adversity... I grow, you know, it's like a diamond, you know, like I just shine brighter. You know, How's way. life going for you now? Good. It's yeah. pretty good. How are you getting along with your, oh, you got married? Or, or yes. Boy? You got married, right? Yeah. How's that going? Good. Really good, actually. Oh, yeah? It's peaceful. Um, and it's, it's, him, huh? yeah, it is really good. Now we're expecting a baby. Are you? Yeah. Right on. So. So, um, <laughs> so, um, my question, I had a question about that because I know you talk about like women and, you know, raising kids, like making them being into their image. So I don't know if you can give me like a good advice for a woman, how to raise kid like a kid. If you overcome that anger by forgiving your mother, God will guide you. He will show you how to, he will work through you. We don't raise kids. If you're in a father state, Satan is raising your kids through you, and that's why they end up screwed up. But once you overcome that, you're born again of God. His spirit is raising your kids. And so the kids are just looking at the parents, and if you're perfect, they will become that way. But if you mess up, they will become that way. Yeah. We can't raise kids on our own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I know that um, – I just want to get, not detached, but I want, I don't want to see it as my kid. I want to see it as God's kid, you know, and kind of like. But it, why you don't want to see it as your kid? Because I feel like I have, I don't know if women's, but I have this tendency of when I see things as mine, I get controlling. Well, like ownership? You think you own it? Yes, yes. Oh. Like, like what you were saying to him, you know, about women. And it's not about talking, like I'm not trying to like right. shame women or anything, but it's just something that. We want to have control or we want to be like, you know, like we like to be the mother of people and because like that we feel power and control, right. but it's false. 
So well, now that you guys, both of you, have overcome that father state spirit, yeah. right? You'll be fine. Don't worry yeah. about it. Don't, just stay out of your head. Yeah. Doubt every thought. All right. Don't. Yes. Don't let I'm, Satan tell I'm you. actually really trying to do that because it's been since I'm pregnant. It's been a lot of thoughts now. Yeah. About so many things and let it all pass. Relax yeah. and let it pass. And I'm trying to also live because I think adversity, like you said, it's also sometimes laying in your couch not doing nothing, you know, okay. that's adversity. And for me, that's adversity. Um, so I'm trying to let it come, that adversity of having to lay down, rest in the couch and not don't do nothing. Right on. So, yeah. Are you, uh, do you know if it's a boy or girl? Not yet, no. Oh. I would wait if I were you. Wait <laughs> oh, to know if it's a boy of, of a girl? Yeah. Oh, why? So what now? Why, why will you Because wait? if it's a girl, I'm going to call your husband Beta. Oh, I, I don't Real men made boys first. <laughs> so let's wait. I wouldn't be surprised. Don't let him dress her like a boy. Uh, I do want to know, though. I do want to know. So if, what? I do want to know. Mostly if they're twins or stuff like that. Why do you want to know? Because I don't know. It's just, like, exciting. <laughs> So you're going to try to find out beforehand? Um, well, I will have every month a, like a meeting with my OBGYN or whatever. So they will be telling me what is going on oh, okay. every month. So right. it's kind of like, uh, Well, congratulations. Know. All right. Thank you. Both of you, congratulations. Thank you. That's pretty cool. We got a lot of babies born in Bond now. Isn't that nice? Starting a new generation. Yes, sir. Oh, hold on for the mic. Yes, sir. Um, I really didn't want to answer the question at first, but as I've been listening to everybody, I noticed that nobody has had the same answer as me. And um, is this your first time here? It's my first time talking to you, but my second time here. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Would uh, you long for pleasure or adversity? I long for pleasure, but I think my definition of pleasure is different than everybody else here. Is like, it, is it, can you I tell see us? pleasure in overcoming adversity, but I don't seek that adversity. And I don't want to exist in the adversity. So, you don't want to exist in the adversity? Yeah, I just want to overcome the adversity and right. move forward. Oh, okay. And, and so why I don't definitely you want to exist pleasure. in it? Because then you're not moving forward. Okay. Interesting. What is adversity to you? What does that mean? Suffering. Oh, okay. Amazing. So... And the reason I ask this is because I've run into a lot of people who are going through adversity and they are taking it very hard. They are not, they, they think that adversity is their enemy when it's really your friend, really. And someone, I think, tell me your first name again, the white shirt. Delaney. Delaney mentioned. Delaney. Delaney mentioned when Delaney. You, what? Delaney. Delaney. Right. You're supposed to be coming on the show to talk about white history, right? Whatever you guys call. You, did you give it to Nick? Yeah. Two okay. Ago. Uh, I want you to know that when you're going through adversity, don't listen to anything that Satan is telling you about it. Because when you're feeling that way and things are rough and friends are turning on you, whatever's happening, you lose a job or whatever, right? Satan will get busy and make it seem like doomsday. Like, there is no hope. But in, in adversity is where you're all made strong. So 
you're not made strong in pleasure. Don't look for adversity. Don't try to create it. It'll come on its own. But I'm just telling you, whatever it might be, where you molested, everybody molested, right? So, <laughs> I know. Everybody molested. Everybody molested except baby Jessica's daddy. <laughs> but uh, so no matter what it is, you're breaking up in relationships or you're fighting in relationships, your mama took your money, whatever. Satan started getting busy right away to make you think it's wrong, it's a hard time. Don't listen to a word of it and allow yourself to go through it. Because you're right, when you go through it, you come out. And what it does, one really good thing about adversity, it helps to keep your mind on God. It really does. You, you seek him in adversity. Uh, if you notice, a lot of the Christians, when, they, uh, when things are fine, they don't think about God. But as soon as something goes wrong in their life, oh, Lord, please help me. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, right? And as soon as it looks like the problem is resolved, they go back to their old ways. They don't think about God at all. Adversity is to make you think about him, look to him and rely on him, and it'll be amazing. But you got to doubt every thought about whatever it is, every thought, because he'll get busy and make you think, oh, there's no way out. You know, there are, one thing I want to mention, there are a lot of white men who are committed suicide now because of the attack on white people and their, and their jobs are being taken away from them. And everybody is a racist simply because they're white. You're just racist. So a lot of white men are under attack and they're committed suicide. But if somebody can tell them, Hey, relax in this. Don't listen to what Satan is telling you about it. There's a lesson to learn from it. It'll draw you closer to God because he would de- one thing about it, he would definitely bring you out of it. You will overcome it, but you got to not listen to Satan. And in that way, you will have no doubts about it. Because whenever you doubt thoughts, which is the voice of Satan, you're going to automatically have faith through all things. You can't feel it. You can't taste it. You can't touch it, but he's with you. But if you let Satan make you doubt and think that you're not going to overcome this and it's poor pity for me, it's bad, then you won't be free. You won't like a bird. You go get drunk or you smoke pot or you, you're not the only one smoke pot. Everybody smoke pot. Yeah. Right? But I'm just telling you, adversity is good for you. I have had, and I don't know what tomorrow going to bring. I'm not looking for adversity, but I have had major adversity in my life. And I thank God that I did not try to solve it myself. No one told me not to. No one told me, oh, you should like adversity or don't like it or try but I knew, I noticed how Satan would try to talk to me about it. And once I believe him, you feel like it's never going to end. This is awful. I'm a bad person. I'm going to die, whatever. But doubt Satan and relax through adversity. It, it's going to blow your mind. And pleasure is fine, but don't look for pleasure. Don't let life be based on that. You tend, a lot of people don't do the silent prayer when they are happy. If they feel well, all is well, they'll, they'll stop doing the prayer. As soon as a storm comes, they back to the prayer. Right? But God said that you should pray without ceasing. He wants you to always be in his presence so that when adversity comes, you know to rely on him. You know that it's going to be well. All right? So don't get upset when things look like they're going bad. It's to draw you closer to God. 
Or make you rely on it. Once you're born again of God, you're home. You don't have to seek him in anymore. You're living with the Father. And you stay conscious of him so that Satan doesn't pull you away from him. But adversity is a fine. It's a okay thing. All right? What do you think, the young lady right here, what do you think about that? Me? Uh-huh. Yeah, me. About everything you just said? Yeah, adversity <laughs> is okay as long as you relax in it and don't believe the lies about it. Uh, I agree. Is this your first time here? Mm-hmm. Oh, how are you? I'm doing good. What's your name? I'm Susie. I'm sorry? Susie. Hey, Susie. How did you find us? My fiancé, Connor, oh, brought yeah? me. And he showed me some videos before and what a did couple you think months ago. When you saw the videos, um, I liked the interviews at the slut walk. <laughs> the slut. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Yeah. The slut. <laughs> did you know that women who have sex are married to sluts? Um. Yeah. So, have you ever had sex out of wedlock? Yes. Slut. <laughs> and did you know that men who have sex are slut makers? Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, you knew I've that. Heard huh? you yeah. say that, yeah. But uh, I'm glad you're here. So, which you prefer, adversity or pleasure? Which you long for? Um, I haven't thought about it much. I think they're both always present, so I don't have time to long for one or the other. Oh, okay. So you always have pleasure and adversity mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. How do you have it at the same time? Uh, different parts of my life. I'll have pleasure in one aspect and adversity in another thing that I'm dealing with. How have you been, up until this point, how have you been dealing with adversity? Mm, I deal with it in different ways. Not always productive. Do you take it out on Carter? Yeah. (laughs) And how does he deal with it? Uh, He usually helps me through it. I'm sorry? He helps me through it. By doing what? Coming up with solutions. Okay. Uh, Have you overcome your mother? Yeah. You went and told her? Yeah, a long time ago. You forgave her? Mm Mm-hmm. And how did that go? Uh, It went well in the moment, but I think I had kind of high hopes for it afterwards, and I think it didn't change much. Right. What was your high hope? Or what were your high hopes? That we'd be closer. Why? Because we haven't been close or hadn't before that, so it stayed like that. Oh, I understand. And so now you need to go back and forgive her. You know, why have you been closer? What would prevent that from happening? Uh, I don't know. I think maybe her upbringing and... It seems like it was the same uh, way that she was raising me. Yeah, exactly, 100%. And now that you understand that, you need to go and forget, hey, I forgive you for screwing up my life. I realize now your mother did it to you, and I'm sorry for holding it against you. Mm-hmm. And then God will forgive you, and if you guys are close, fine. If you're not, fine. You will have peace, and there will be nothing missing. That makes sense? Will you do it? I'll think about it. Are you afraid of her? No. And uh, what was it like growing up with her? How did she treat you? Um, she did what she had to do. 
but she was missing the emotional aspect. So yeah. And yeah. Were you close. close to your father? Uh, yes and no. Yes and no meaning what? Uh, he was more like a friend, I'd say. Oh. Uh, have you told him that? Uh, kind of. But not really? Yeah. Okay. Um, when is the wedding? Uh, October 17th is what we're sticking to, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> That's coming soon, huh? Yeah. Before you get married, I highly recommend you work on self. And it doesn't take but a second. As soon as you can realize, you know what, i got to overcome my mother. I realize now she can help herself. And you go and forgive her. Don't apologize for anything. Just say, I'm sorry for resenting you. I understand now. God will forgive you. That way you don't pass that on to your children and you don't, you know, resent your husband. Otherwise, you will not be able to help yourself. You'll destroy the marriage. But if you do it, if you forgive beforehand, you're going to get married under the umbrella of God and you will have an amazing life. You guys will argue and disagree, but it won't be a fight. You won't break up. You know, you, you would know that you love one another. You're just disagreeing. But I recommend you do it before marriage. Okay. Is that possible? Yeah. Okay. Is that bad advice or good advice? Uh, probably good, but I'd have to think about it more. Okay. Yeah. Is Carter beta or alpha? Uh, alpha male? Um, he's been showing me different levels of new wording for it all. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he showed me that there's more than just alpha beta. What else is I, there? Gamma. What? Gamma? gamma? Yeah. <laughs> What's gamma? Are you gamma, Carter? <laughs> what have, there's nothing left but beta or alpha. How do you see him, beta or alpha? I see alpha. Oh, he's alpha? Yeah. You can't control him? Uh, uh. <laughs> no, I don't think it's a control. We don't control each other. I think we both have good mindsets in the relationship of the roles that we each want to play, and it works well uh, together. Does he try to please you? Yeah. Beta. I think we both try to please each other. Beta. Why, Connor, you try to please her? Is this your first time here? No, it's not my first time here. I've been four or five times, I'd say. Oh, yeah, you have. All white people look alike. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, why are you trying to please her? Um, Is that true first? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I would say that at times I do try to please her, yeah. And why? Um, I think it's important that she's happy. But pleasing her is not going to make her happy. It's going to make her hate you for trying to please her. As a weakness. Okay. Let him, do you disagree with that? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Um, any questions for me? No. And so have you gone and forgiven your mother and did all that good stuff? Yeah, I forgave my mother the last couple of weeks. How did it go? As well as could be expected. Uh, meaning what? Um, she uh, accepted it as much as she could in her way, which was, you know, if this is what you need to do for yourself in this time, then I guess I get it. That's what she said? Yeah. Condescending, huh? I know, right? It's just like a woman. 
well, if this is what you need to do, okay. <laughs> but mom, I hate you. Well, whatever. <laughs> mom, understand. Um, how about your father? Not yet, but I've less to forgive him for. Right on. So listen, uh, are you doing a silent prayer? At times. Oh, man, you need to stay with Suffer, it. yeah. Suffer. Yeah, otherwise suffer. So listen, and ladies, if y'all disagree, let me know. All right? A man should never, ever, ever, but never, 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 ever, never, 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 ever try to please a woman. And you're thinking, oh, that's what you think. <laughs> and man, see, uh, because of that order of God, God in Christ, Christ in man, man of a woman, man, love is coming from God, and she needs that love from you. And that love is correction, patience, uh, showing how to overcome things. And if you try to please her, she's going to see that as a weak Christ, and she's going to know that you say you're of God, but you're, you're not because you're trying to please her. And then uh, in about 50 years, she'll start to overcome, but your kids will be fine. And then she'll be fine and you will die. <laughs> because the more you try to please her, the worse she's going to get. She's going to suck the life out of you. Yeah, I, I, think I, I think I agree to a certain extent. It's just I guess it depends on what you mean by please. Uh, how much do you please her or do you want to please her, try to please her? Um, I think I try to lead and uh, guide and I think she does take pleasure from that in that that's the right way forward I would say a lot less uh, certainly a lot less than I would have in the past trying to go out of my way to make her happy directly through my action yes yeah yeah what do you think about that he should never try to please you right I, I disagree with it. I think we'd have a sad relationship if we didn't both try to please oh, each yeah, other. Oh, yeah, it'd be sad. <laughs> but in the long run, you'll end up happy. Why would it be sad if he didn't try to please you? Because I think it's a natural byproduct of being with someone, choosing to be with someone and love someone. You want to please them. You want to make them way? happy. Would you be happy with him being the right way, being perfect and doing it the right way? Or would you want him to be pleasing you. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. They are. A man can never, you can never please a woman because the more you do, the more she's going to want. It's like the more you give, the more I want. Anybody disagree with that? I want to hear maybe. Don't be afraid. I mean, don't, not that you're afraid. You disagree with that? I disagree with it only because of definition. What do you mean? Only because definition. So mean? I think that pleasing a woman is leading them. And if you do that appropriately, they will be happy. Because what do you they're mean in by their, appropriately. By being a man? By oh, you have to be a not right being man. controlled. You have to be perfect. You should you should be, right. if you can be. And she'll come along but she'll be kicking and screaming. Yeah, and try to seduce you away from it, but you stand fast on what is right, and then you start having babies, and you watch over your, you know, you know, 
watch the kids and then she would still be trying, but you won't give into it at all? I think maybe ple- what I mean by pleasing is giving fulfillment. What do you mean by that? So all of the things that you're talking about for uh, what seem to make a good woman in your eyes is things that should fulfill a woman's life, like raising children or uh, making a great lunch for their husband. Well, um, the only woman that is, that's why you shouldn't look for a wife or anything like that, because God is going to give you the woman that's seeking to overcome as well. And And it it sucks. I'm sorry? It sucks. Yeah. And once you overcome, it's going to be easier for her to, Follow the husband because she loved that order of God, and she won't feel like second class or he's better or I'm less or anything because she loved the fact that God has given her a good husband, a husband that love was right. She would never have to worry about him cheating. She can't control him, and even if she tried and it doesn't work, she'll be happy about that. Yeah. But it has to be a woman that's seeking to overcome. Uh, in order for that to happen. That's why you're not supposed to look for anything except seek the kingdom, and everything will be added. All right? Uh, let me take here, and then James, and then we got to end. Oh, what do you think about that? He's not going to be pleasing you anymore now. I'm sorry you found out before October. <laughs> what do you think about that? Um, I think if it happens, we'll work through it. Yeah, if you go and forgive and overcome that fallen state, you're going to love the fact that you're married to a man that you you have no doubt about. And it doesn't mean you won't have disagreements off and on, but you're going to know you have yourself a good husband. And that's more pleasing than anything else. Because the average woman don't trust her man at all. She, you know, They're thinking he's cheating or they're trying to control him or something. But you will have peace. And you won't have those things going on in your life. But you got to forgive so you can come back to yourself. All right? Yes? Yeah. I agree with you, actually. Earlier in our relationship, he would, like, try to please me, and that didn't work. So he tried to please me more, and that didn't work. And tried to please me more, and the more he tried to please me, the more unhappy I was. Yeah. And, <laughs> That's and right. you know, he, he stopped doing that. <laughs> and I fought a lot, and I still fight a lot. But... But it's still, but it's better, you know. Like I feel like even though it's like, and even though I don't get my way all the time, you know, like it's, I'm still, I'm a lot happier. You know what I mean? Because yes. he's so much more confident, and he's such a better leader, you know. And I can really trust him and respect him. Like I know I'm not gonna, you know, lead us the wrong way because I'm not the one who's leading. You know what I mean? That's right. So that's it's amazing. been a lot better. You know, I really feel like that's how it should be. And it, as long as you seek in the kingdom, have a good attitude about about him. You haven't seen anything. It's going to be paradise on earth. It'll blow your mind. Because God is with you, and he'll make it all happen. He's working it out. Because it's all spiritual, and of ourselves, we can't work it out. We just have to stop hating. We have to return to love, which is of him, and it'll be fine. That's amazing. That's cool. Jay, one phone call, and then I got to wind out. We have people who've been on hold for more like an hour and a half. Ooh, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank okay, you. Andres out of Andres out of California has a testimony that he wants to share. Okay, Andres, welcome to church. Andres, I asked Nick to check on him, but I don't know if he did. Nick might be asleep. Okay, okay who else? 
Victoria. Oh, no, let me try Andres. Andres, are you there? No. Andres. Let me try no. Amy out of North Carolina. Yeah. He's barely checking on him now. Amy out of North Carolina yes. wants to talk. Amy, welcome to church. Thank you very much, Jesse. How are you being? Amazing. Um, I have a question, sir. Yes. I've been listening to you for a few years now. Okay. I spoke with you on your show. Um, we went through the hurricanes and such. We made it through. I got my sons out of the house. Good. <laughs> for about eight months. Oh. Until there was a house fire. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> and now they're back. Why'd you let them back? I'm their mother. That's my job. I'm, See, I'm all yeah. they've had. Here's my question. My job is to destroy Their you. dads were absent fathers, or as you say, deadbeat dads. Um, and I tell them, you guys have got to forgive me. You know, I did not do things right. They're like, but Mama, you did the best you could. Daddy is the bad guy. Daddy is the bad guy. How can I, besides praying, help them to realize that I wasn't doing my best. Real simple. Apologize to them for turning them away from their fathers, from their father, and let them know the way they feel about their father is the way you feel about him. So they are yearning for their father, and they think that the way they see him is their way, but it's really your way. They're seeing him through your eyes. And, and tell them that, and then let them go. Go shoot, push them out. Yes. Well, I was so happy for eight months. Now it's 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 hell on earth. Right. <laughs> and and the young guys. I am fifty years old. Believe me, these young women may not say that they want to be. Don't take this wrong. Controlled or led by a man, but they do. Yeah, they're yearning for a father Deep for sure. Down they do. Yeah. So how and old you'll are you? Do son? them no favors if you don't take control now. <laughs> Y'all hear that, right? How old I are promise you that I went through two marriages because I thought I was all that, and I tried to stomp out their leadership. Yeah. It doesn't work. That, right? You don't want to be me, 50 years old, with two grown-ass children in your house. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> and please listen to Jesse. There's he speaks no other the truth. It may not be sugar-coated first. like you want, but it is the truth. Yeah. How old are your sons, real fast? Uh, next month, they will be 28 and 23. Amazing. You got to put but them out. They a 30-year-old, he stands on his own. He said there's no way in Hades he wants to come back to Mama. That's right. That's right. Well, then, apologize for turning them away from their father. Let them know that they only feel that way about him because of you. And, uh, and, and, and tell them they must return to their fathers, all right? Thank you very much, sir. All right. You're welcome. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you all. All right. Thank you. You too. One quick thing I noticed is that I noticed that every generation seems to be doing the same thing. They're repeating the same cycle and they're getting the same results, but they don't pause for a moment to say, what am I doing wrong? How come I'm just like my parents? Why is my situation ending up just like my parents' situation? If you start to question things, you would see that. And the reason God keep making babies, allow babies to happen, because he's trying to start a new generation. And so by telling you to forgive, you must be born of the spirit. 
Once you do that, you will start a new generation. Your kids won't have hate. They won't be angry. They will be perfect because the parents are perfect. And the kids become like the parents. And don't let anyone tell you that it cannot be that way. It can be that way. We're just in a fallen state because of all this stuff that happens in the home. And then we'll train with the Bible uh, and with the schools and everything else. But the truth is already in you. So stop having sex before marriage. That's what your parents did. That's why it's not working for them. Stop uh, holding resentment against yourself or your parents or anyone else. That's what your parents did. And that's why they're repeating the same cycle. They're all serving the same devil. And so the spirit is being passed down from generation to generation. You're not responsible for your parents. And a lot of parents have children as though they're, ha- they're having them for an investment. You're going to take care of me when I get old. And if you say, no, I'm not, you become, they give you hell. And when they give you hell, they make you guilty, so you have to take care of them, out of guilt, right? You're not obligated to take care of your parents or your grandparents. We are responsible for our own lives. My, my kids are not responsible for me when I get older. I remember my son, he used to get mad at me about things. And he used to say, I'm not going to take care of you when you get older. I'm like, I don't want you to. <laughs> what, made, what made you say, I'm going to lay my life down so you have to take care of me? That's not his responsibility. And so when you love and don't hate and your parents get old or whatever happened, uh, if you want to take care of them or help out, you will. But if you don't, you're not going to feel guilty like you had to. You don't owe your parents anything except to not hate them. All right? Love your parents. That mean, and that's what it means to honor your parents. But God wants you to be perfect. And you can be perfect. Because if you're not perfect, you're going to create imperfect children. Imperfect parents create imperfect children. And you can, as, as in the Bible says, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. I, don't, I do understand, but I don't know why people think if your Father is perfect and you are born again of Him, why wouldn't you have a perfect nature? His nature is not imperfect. Satan is your daddy, you have, and he has an imperfect nature. And so you are imperfect. That's why you must be born again of spirit. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. But you got to be born of his nature, of the spirit, return to the father. And so stop, have, stop living together before marriage. That's not the right way to do it. It's not going to work out. It's just not going to work. And if you doubt me, look at the generations before you. They did the same thing, and their lives are not working. They're catching hell. You don't have to go through that, but you got to start doing it the right way. Get to know each other. You know, date and get to know each other. Then you'll find out if this is the right person, the right man or the right woman. And you'll come together and God is with you. It'll be amazing. And then the kids will come and they will be amazing because you would not be able to interfere with them with that evil nature. Because if you don't have the perfect nature, that nature will screw up your kids. Because it's spirit to spirit. Satan either raised your children or God raised them. We are not in control of anything. It's in the spirit. That makes sense? So just all that crap that you've been taught and everything, it was all wrong. You have to discover and live in the moment and live in the presence of God. And it'll be amazing. And long story short, I was thinking this week, and I may have shared it with some of the guys. There is, my life is so amazing that it's, there are no words to express it. 
And I'm just, I'm not talking about just physical things. I appreciate those things, but the peace that I have and the insight that comes. And when I was talking about adversity, I used to not be able to handle adversity. I was beta, 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 beta. And uh, I remember one time I worked for a union and we had a white lady that was over me, Cecile Richards. <laughs> you ever heard of her? A Democrat. And then there was another woman under her. And, they, and so I was a organizer for this union. And those women were so mean and nasty. I couldn't even handle them. But I wish I could see them now. I can handle it because the woman is not my God. God is my God. And he is your God. He will give you peace. He will open up. Op- There's nothing in my life I'm doing right now that I even imagine that I'll be doing. I didn't grow up thinking, one day I want to be a preacher. One day I want to have a nonprofit. One day I, it was far away from my thoughts. I didn't even think of that at all because I thought you had to go to school for it, first of all. And I hated school. And so I wasn't going to school. And so I always thought that I would have a job. I was going to buy a house, a little red sports car, a lot of clothes because black people love clothes. And we just like our mamas. We love to dress up. <laughs> and so I thought I'd have clothes and a lot of women. That was my dream. And, but it didn't go that route. It went down that road for a little while. But he had another plan for me. He allowed me to see. He allowed me to overcome. He allowed me to enter into the kingdom of heaven within. And my life is nothing like what I even uh, dreamed of. But you got to be born again, folks. And start repeating this generational curse. It's a curse to be having sex out of wedlock. It's a curse to be living with one another. To be having babies out of wedlock. To put someone else before your children. To leave one family and go and take on somebody else's family. To be taking care of your parents, not because you want to, but you feel obligated to. That's a curse. That's not a blessing. And don't try to remember all this stuff. Just be. Just live. Do the silent prayer. Treat people the way that you would like to be treated. And it will be all well. Really. It's so amazing. And I'm telling you the truth about this. And 30 years have gone by for me, and it's more than I could even imagine. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, and I don't care about tomorrow. I just care about right now. But it's much more than what I ever imagined. All right? So stay out of your head. Stop hating. Be honest with you. If you run across people who are seeking the right way, tell them how they can. Hey, you got to forgive. You must forgive your mother. You must be born again of your father. And if they don't want to hear it, okay, suffer. Don't try to convince them. Don't try to force them to do it. You be the example and point the way. And they'll be fine. They may have to suffer a while long, but they'll be fine. All right? Any questions about that? So adversity is better than pleasure. Those who don't know God, they're seeking pleasure. Those who know God, they welcome adversity. You don't go out and look for it, but you don't run from it when you get it. You know what I mean? And don't trip out in your mind. Don't become mentally ill by hating adversity. Relax in the pain. And stay out of your head, and it'll work itself out. That's the problem. We're right about that. If you don't welcome adversity and just see pleasure, you'll be, you become lazy, you play games. Did you guys see me playing games? Yeah. The video games? What a mess, huh? 
poor, poor Nick. <laughs> Nick tried to help me with the game. He tried to make the machine work. He's all over the place. But it was fun. But overcoming this anger, you got to forgive. You don't want to repeat your parents, all right? That makes sense? Yes. What do you think about that, Chris? I think that's awesome. <laughs> Isn't he white? I think that's awesome. <laughs> Chris is so white, my PR guy. I mean, my uh, media guy, social media guy. So do you like adversity or pleasure, Chris? Uh, I like them both equally. Amazing. Isn't it? I'm super holy, so you know I don't long. I don't long for either of them. You know, I'm, I'm, fu- I'm fulfilled, man. I am not surprised. I'm not surprised either. <laughs> he sit like this in the office. Straight up. <laughs> he doesn't bend no. You know how most people slouch. When Nick is in the office, he's working. He like stretch out in his chair. <laughs> he, he just so don't care. He's so what? Okay. So listen, the brand new biblical question. Cool. Uh, do you put your neighbor first in all things? Do you put your neighbor first in all things? Isn't that an interesting biblical question? What's your answer real fast? Oh, we got to cut it out. Do you put your neighbor first, your neighbor first in all things? No. I'm not surprised. <laughs> All right, that's my biblical question. What? I'm just trying to think about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I might change my answer once I have the time to think about it. Yes. Like, but smoke on it. Yeah. All right. Well. So I appreciate it. Listen, do the silent prayer. Uh, doubt every thought about everything, even when they when Satan quote the Bible to you. Let it pass. Doubt it. And it would be revealed, all right? Doubt every thought about anything at all times. And number two, speak up but don't resent. And you'll be fine. The rest would just be easy, all right? Uh, we are having a women's forum this Thursday night, I think. Is this this third Thursday? Nobody know? Do y'all want a women's forum this month? Yes. Okay. So the third Thursday night for ladies only at 7 p.m. We will be here, and uh, you're all invited at uh, 7 o'clock this Thursday. Thank you for your support, folks. Don't forget to donate to, the, to uh, rebuildingtheman.com slash church. Uh, thank you for your super chats and DLives and all that. We will read them tomorrow, and uh, amazing. We have the best counseling service on this side of heaven, so if you need counseling, call the office and set it up either by Skype or phone, or you can come in. All right, but set it up. We have the best. The best. You will love it. And, th- and don't forget to donate. Thank you all for coming. I appreciate it. All right? Amazing. Amazing.